This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones of MrsChristyJones.com, episode number 96. In today's episode, I'm talking about building trust in your relationships. Yes, trust takes time, but not if you do it right. Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. Welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. I'm a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. The Wife Wisdom Podcast is a real conversation designed to help you cultivate the heart of a wife. If you are single and desire to be married, if you are newly married and want to thrive as a wife, or if you are a seasoned wife and just need a little encouragement staying a wife, you are in the right place. If you are new to our podcast, woohoo! Welcome to the family. I am thrilled that you are here. And if you are already a part of my tribe and you don't already know, I love and appreciate you. Hello, so excited to be here with you today on another episode of the Wife Wisdom Podcast. And so today I want to talk to you about how to build trust in your relationships. Now, trust is such a critical, such an important piece of every relationship. Without trust, the relationship is dysfunctional, it's broken, it causes pain and harm and hurt, and it really cannot function in the way that it was intended. And one of my favorite quotes, as many of you have heard already, is that when you don't understand the purpose of a thing, Abuse is Inevitable by Dr. Miles Monroe. And so trust is a big component, a big piece, an ingredient, so to speak, of every relationship. And without this ingredient, guess what? The relationship is not going to function the way it was intended. And thus, abuse is inevitable. And so let's go ahead and get started because I want to give you a few points that have truly helped me to build really strong relationships in my life. I not only am I celebrating, this is will be 19 years with my husband married and, and I have decade old, decades old friendships, people that I have been friendships, I have been friends with for over 20 years. And to have a long lasting friendship where these people are in your life consistently, and they are present in your life consistently for decades at a time, trust has to be there. Without trust, of course, there's no relationship. So the number one way to build trust in your relationships is to be transparent and vulnerable. Now, this is one of those things that people run away from. People don't like it. It makes them feel uncomfortable. It doesn't make them feel safe because they feel like their heart is exposed and they can't really protect themselves. And so being transparent and vulnerable is very difficult for a lot of people. And so if that is an area that is a challenge for you, I want you to ask yourself why. 
Why is it difficult for you to be transparent and vulnerable with someone that you really want to develop a strong relationship with? And lots of times it's going to revert back to a time of pain or offense or hurt in your life where you felt you were transparent and vulnerable and someone hurt you as a result of it. And so now you are guarded and you protect your heart from anybody else hurting it. Well, let me just share some, it might be a newsflash for many, but every relationship that you are in, in one way, shape or form will cause some level of offense. And so we're trying to protect ourselves from the inevitable. And so as a, in any relationship, whether it's a mother, daughter, a, you know, a father, son, a best friend, your girlfriend, coworker, like it, it really doesn't matter because we're human. And because we all have such different experiences, the way we engage, the way we communicate, the way we express ourselves with one another, there's always room for offense. So uh, many of you have heard on several of the episodes that I am very tone sensitive. So when somebody talks to me in a specific tone, which may be very normal for them, it could potentially offend me because of the way they said it, not necessarily what they said it, not not necessarily what they say, but how they say it. Because again, my filter is is very sensitive when it comes to tone and the way people talk to me. So, um, but like my, my husband is very he he can speak very very offensively with his tone and aggressively so much so where we were actually at <laughs> at a footlocker and Adrian was talking to one of the sales ladies there and she asked she said sir did I offend you have I offended you because of the way you're speaking and it was kind of like a wake-up call for him like oh my wife has been telling me this for 14 years and I just thought it was normal no my friend, this is not necessarily normal. So it's certain things that we have to work on in our own our own lives, right? That could potentially offend other people. And so being transparent, being vulnerable yourself in this relationship is huge. It is a huge gateway. It's a huge door that opens up trust in your relationships. And because so many people are fearful of being transparent and vulnerable in their relationships, when you open up first and you share something that's near and dear to your heart, or that can be a pretty big deal, what it does is it gives the other person in the relationship permission to show up that way as well, to be transparent, to be vulnerable, and as you two are engaging. And this in particular is really great for children, right? So when you are, one of the things that I will never forget is that my teenagers, I ask them all the time, you know, what is it that you love that mommy does about her, the way I parent, the way I mommy. And one of my 15 year olds said, you know, the fact that you share with us your mistakes, the fact that you share with us where you went wrong, it really created a place for us to be able to share with you things that we may do that's wrong because we know you've done them too. And you'll be more understanding. Now, never in a million years would I have thought this would have affected them that way, right? But the fact that I'm vulnerable and transparent with them has created a safe place for them to be vulnerable and transparent 
as well. So it's given them permission to show up that way too, because now they're not going to feel as judged or criticized or ridiculed in the relationship. So it works in your marriage, it works in while you're if you're dating, it works in your girlfriend with your with your girlfriends or your homies, like it really does really open up that that space for trust to really reside in your relationship. So being transparent and vulnerable yourself, because have you ever been in a relationship where you are transparent, and you are vulnerable, and you tell all your intimate details? But the other person never does. The other person never shares their intimate thoughts or ideas or secrets or any of that. And then over time, you feel like, "Mm, well, why am I doing all the sharing and they aren't right? So then what happens over time, there may be distance that is created in your relationship, because now you're not sure if you can trust them because they're not vulnerable or transparent with their own life and their own life situation and circumstances. So the mutual transparency and vulnerability in your relationships is number one, literally number one, a number one step to building trust in your relationships. Number two, create a safe place. Now, what does this mean? Yes, trust opens the door to creating a safe place. It gives permission to the other person to show up very transparent and vulnerable because it really is real, right? Just showing up real and authentic. But when you create a safe place, it takes it to another level. So what this means is where you You've already started being transparent. You create this place of vulnerability in your relationship. And now you've given permission to the other person to be vulnerable and transparent. And so now they take that step. They're vulnerable and transparent with you. And they share something with you that maybe they've never shared with anyone before. And you freak out. Or you, oh my gosh, or you get an attitude. Or you retreat and pull your love away or you pull back. Now, this is something that I learned in my marriage when my husband and I were going through a big the time of reconciliation and I wanted to create a safe place for him. And I asked him to share with me his thoughts, to share with me what he was thinking and what in it, some of the things that he shared hurt very, very deeply. It was, I wanted to retreat. I wanted to lash out. I wanted to pull my love away, but I didn't. I stayed and I was, I created that safe place. I didn't respond. I didn't react. I just allowed him to talk. I allowed him to be vulnerable without judgment. I allowed him to be transparent without ridicule or criticism. And it created a safe place where he felt safe to tell me things that he might've been afraid to before he was, he felt safer to start sharing more and more and more things with me because I didn't freak out over some things that most people probably would have freaked out over. So I didn't, I didn't freak out. I was like, okay, wow, wow. So tell me a little more. Like, why do you feel that way? How, what makes you think that, you know, like, so it was, 
a very safe place because I engaged with him around his vulnerability and transparency. I didn't judge it. I didn't criticize it, ridicule it. I didn't, you know, ignore it. I didn't get offended by it. I didn't, I just was very neutral during the conversation that created a safe place for him. And now he feels safe coming to talk to me about anything and everything under the sun because I'm not going to freak out. I'm not going to totally make him feel like he it's this is not a safe place for you. You have to show up a certain way to be loved. You need to show up a certain way to be met, you know, you need to be embraced or to be accepted. And when I took all of those walls down, all of those fears that he premature fears that he may have had with sharing and being vulnerable and transparent with me, when I took all of those away, it's like he wanted to talk more. So ladies, when we are in relationships and we feel like we're not connecting emotionally, I want you to ask yourself, how are you responding when your significant other tells you things that maybe you don't want to hear? Or you're in the mall and he makes a comment like, oh my gosh, she's beautiful, right? But but out of our own insecurity, we shut down. We don't say anything. Don't touch me. We let go of their hand. We're like, um... You know, I don't, and then he's like, hey, what's going on? What's wrong? And then you're like, nothing, nothing, right? But, but, but it's because he made a comment about some beautiful woman in the store that you were walking by and out of insecurity, you are responding in a way that is not creating a safe place for him. Because then when you say, well, you know, because you said that girl was pretty back there. Now, one has nothing to do with the other, right? Don't get me wrong. I've been there with you, right? Where I was like, why are you looking and talking about some other woman with me? So I totally get it. But the fact that they, he said something to you, not because of course, in his mind, she's okay. Yeah, she may be pretty or beautiful or whatever, but that has nothing to do with you. There's no comparison because if he wanted to be with her, he'd be with her and he's with you, right? So it took me years to really come to a place of maturity and, and, acceptance within myself to not feel threatened by a compliment that my husband gave to another woman. But that takes time. (laughs) That takes years of experience, right? So but creating a safe place where they don't have to fear showing up a certain way and it not being the right way. Ladies, you know what I'm talking about, because when our significant others show up a certain way, if it's not the right way, we respond a certain way. So talking to numerous men over the last 16 years, they are always feel like, now I shouldn't say all of them, but many of them feel like they're on pins and needles because they don't know how they're supposed to show up today that's going to get a certain reaction from their significant other or their wife, right? So But what you can do in this situation is you can create a safe place all the time. Whereas if you are having a bad day, but you know, and you don't communicate it, that you now are, there's some level of self-awareness where now you need to communicate that to your significant other. Hey, babe, you know, if he's like, Hey, can we get, can we talk? And you are not in a place you can say, you know, I would love to, but just, I'm so exhausted right now. So I don't think you're going to get the best version of me right now. So is it something that we can wait tomorrow? And then absolutely, you're in a better place. You are confident. You're not in a place of insecurity because you're tired and all of these other things that are going on. Okay, then let's move to number three. Become a great listener. 
building trust in your relationships, when you are a great listener, it really, you wouldn't think that it's tied to trust, but it is. Because have you ever been in those conversations where you are talking, somebody interrupts you, and then they talk about themselves? Yes, I'm sure we all have those people in our lives where you say one thing and you're trying to talk about and share a story and somebody butts in and jumps in and starts talking about them. Yeah, that's not a great trait. And so all of my interrupters out there, that is just an area that we need to work on because interrupting someone else when they're sharing and then turning the relationship I mean, turning the conversation to focus on you, that is not creating trust in the relationship. In fact, it's pushing people away. So if they're constant, they're always in a conversation with you and they're wanting to share something that really exciting about what's going on in their life. I'm so excited. I, you know, I, I just got into graduate school or I just got into this great college or this great program, or I just got this new job and I'm so excited about it. And I just, and so then they interrupt you and say, Oh, I remember when I was in graduate school and when I went to this and oh, when I got my first job and you're just like, wow, I didn't even get to finish what I was saying. And so over time, the person who is constantly being interrupted is not going to want to be in the conversation with the person who's always interrupting. And so when you are, when you become a great listener or practice being a great listener, when you are engaged in the conversation and present, it makes all the difference in the world, it starts to build trust in your relationship because they know that you're going to be there for them, that you're going to be listening. So I do not enjoy talking to people where I'm talking to them and they're constantly, you know, on their phone, texting or multitasking, right? That's really frustrating. And so then, so there's certain times when my kids are talking to me and then maybe in the middle of me doing something, especially, you know, those of us who've been quarantined for so long, right? We've been in and we have to be around each other 24 seven. I have to say, Hey guys, give me five minutes or 15 minutes. I need to finish this thing up so I can be present for you. And I've learned that having three babies in three years that when they all want attention at the same time, I've had to say when I found myself not present, in the conversation that I'd had to say, hey guys, I need 30 minutes so I can finish this so I can be present for you. So being present, being a great listener and being engaged makes a huge impact on trust in your relationship in addition to not interrupting and turning the conversation to focus all on you. Not um, that actually takes away from the relationship when you do that. Number four, this is a big one, guys. Do not lie. Do not lie. Be brave enough to tell the truth and own up to the consequences. This is a big one. Big, big, big. Because, you know, when you lie, now you got to remember the lie. You got to remember the lie. Why lie in the first place? Because the worst thing is when you lie, you get caught in the lie and then you try to lie yourself. You try to lie your way out of the lie. Now you've just totally breached the trust in the relationship and now you're starting all over because you lied. 
And is it worth it? Lies are really lie. People who lie, it's out of a place of insecurity because you don't have the courage to stand up to and own the truth of what you said or what you did. And so it's out of brokenness and insecurity, honestly, because why lie? But a lot of times people think the lies are truth, but it's a lie and they've been caught in a lie. And then they try to lie themselves, lie their way out of the lie. That is totally blows my mind, but that really totally tears down the relationship. When you lie, when you get caught, and then you don't own up to the lie, that will tear down a relationship in a minute. So to, in order to build trust, don't lie. Be brave enough to tell the truth and own up to the consequences of what it is that you did or you said. Then the last one, number five, stay in the conversation. Stay in the conversation because don't leave the conversation because you don't get your way or it doesn't play out like you want it. So many people who may offend someone, they want to be restored back to where things were quickly. They want to be reconciled to where things were before quickly. And so when the person that they offended is not responding in a way that restores them back to that place quickly, oftentimes they're like, okay, fine, well, I'm good. And then they walk away or they dip, they dip out or they're just like, I'm done because they didn't get their way in and things didn't play out the way they wanted or the time frame they wanted. And one of the things that really, truly helped in the process of my husband and I reconciling um, after his infidelity was the fact that he stayed in the conversation. He stayed in the conversation. He I asked him the same thing 50 times, maybe 500 times. He told, he was brave enough to tell me the truth. He stayed in the conversation and he man, he was, he was man enough to own up to his, his consequences, to to own up to what it is that he did. And he said, and I will, and I have to say that that is probably one of the biggest contributors to our reconciliation is because he stayed in the conversation. He didn't say, well, I said, sorry, five times. I said, sorry, 50 times. How many times do you want me to say it? He never said that. Never. He was humble enough to own up to his, what it is that he did. And he stayed in the conversation. And because, yes, he wanted to be restored way sooner than he was. Yes, he wanted to be, he wanted this season to be over, way over, way faster than it, than it was. But he, he was committed enough to allow the process to play out, allow the process of building, rebuilding trust to happen. And it truly ended up in a place where we are happier than we've ever been before. So these are the five tips that I really want to encourage you and suggest that you apply to your relationships to help build trust. Now, if you are trying to rebuild trust after it being breached, these still apply. 
in being transparent and vulnerable, creating a safe place, becoming a great listener, staying engaged and present, not lying and staying in the conversation. So they apply to every single relationship that you have, whether it's an intimate relationship with a significant other or it's a friendship or a parent-child relationship, it still applies because the workings of a relationship are the same. And the, the trust factor that is desired in a relationship is so critical, it's so important. And I believe that by using these, reminding yourself of these tips while you are entering into a new relationship or you are already in a relationship and you're desiring to build more trust or you're needing to rebuild trust after the trust has been broken. These all apply. And so I encourage you to be courageous, courageous enough to be transparent and vulnerable, to create a safe place, stay engaged, not lying because you don't need to lie and staying in the conversation, but just truly focusing on trust being the fabric of the foundation of your relationship and and be giving permission to the other person in the relationship to show up and do the same. So thank you again as always and I look forward to connecting with you next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I really, really appreciate it. If you are not following us on Instagram at Wife Wisdom, I invite you to join our tribe over on social media on Instagram. If you have not rated our podcast on iTunes, please do so to rate and review us. That would be awesome in helping other women find our podcast. But most importantly, I just thank you so much for continuing to be consistent and listening to our podcast each and every week, sharing this with your sister circle and continuing to just share and, and send me love and encouragement and support that this is blessing you, that it's encouraging you, that you truly are benefiting and feel like you're being served through this podcast. So thank you so much for being here. I love you so much with all my heart and I look forward to connecting with you next week. Bye-bye. The Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones was created to help you cultivate the heart of a wife by giving you practical tools, tips, and techniques to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. <laughs> so until next week, keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.